Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. I hesitated because I had been telling myself for a week that I was going to change the intro, but I'm going to wait until we're up to the 300th episode and then I'm going to change the way I do the intro. So you can all be waiting in anticipation for that. We're only about uh, less than 10 podcasts away from our 300th episode, which will be happening in early 2023 we might even have to go back to the video and revisit what we put on the website you should see her face while we are recording this i honestly think that a hundred episodes between each video is probably reasonable oh even i have to concede it is reasonable <laughs> i still don't like it but <laughs> Reasonable. But it is reasonable. Oh, good. <laughs> Concession one. Yeah. Let's get on with today's activity. <laughs> this week, we want to talk to you about second chance hiring. And it's about taking on someone who might have a little bit of history, whether it's with your organisation or externally, and how you make that decision and what safeguards you need to put in place, I guess, is the, the best way to put it. So let's have a discussion on second chance hiring. Yeah, second chance hiring. I have seen some examples in my early careers, which I was very, very happy to have experienced or be privy to. Back then, there was a big stigma against anybody with addiction. And um, everybody is almost like you're in or out instead of understanding it's a, an illness and it needs treatment and all the rest of it. We had a vacancy. I was very, very young and junior person applied and the person had been an addict but has been absolutely clean and everything for over um, nearly two years but had very very hard time getting employment because of the stigma and the background anyway my boss at the time or the head of the organization um, the state at the time hired her and said look it's medically looked at the risk, there wasn't hardly any risk, and it was an understanding that this is a condition of employment. If she revert back, that will be. So there's, the risk was contained, maintained safety, and, and all of that. The organisation policies allowed him to do that. He took it on, and he hired her. And I have to say that was one of the best employees or team member for me, one of my colleagues. She was forever appreciative. It wasn't public knowledge, by the way. I knew that way where, you know, when I started becoming a manager, the way she gave it all because she appreciated she was given a second chance. She appreciated and by the way, she was fantastic even before that. She was fantastic in that she would have been a perfect fit for the, the job, the way she thought, the way she behaved, the way she would have done that job. And this bit that had on her record put other people off. I was very, very impressed with my manager or boss at the time who made that call because many others may not have. And he was always happy that she didn't go to a competitor. It was really, really good all round. And it's, it's, to me, it stayed with me in a reminder to say, look beyond what's obvious. You know, somebody looks fantastic, still do your homework. Still make sure that, you know, it's not just the facade, do your reference checks, do everything. And that goes for second chance hires as well. That's one example. And then it got me thinking throughout my career and the mentoring, and I talk to people who are living through recruiting now. And 
really, let's have a look at even if somebody lost their job, do we know why? And sometimes what you're given as the official and non-official is two different things. Have a look, because sometimes it could be that maybe the boss was the problem, <laughs> not the employee. Yeah. However, do not take risks. Make sure you do your homework. Make sure you have looked at every angle of reference checks and that protect yourself, the organisation and the team that you're supposed to be running as well. So that has to be paramount. But don't just immediately cross it out because sometimes by making some mistakes, we learn from making mistakes. We become better at handling a situation. We grow. Sometimes it's just the wrong fit. That person should not have been hired for the job and the job wasn't right for them. An example of that could be, technical versus general and to me a person who's a maybe fantastic architect as we've seen in in our lives or engineer or technical of any kind they're really brilliant at that job but you put them in a managerial position which is the natural progression of some of those career paths the person is not good at leading and managing people they're better at managing technical and projects so if they lost their job because they want the best leader and you're in a position to hire them for a better fit job and more suitable for their experience, expertise and, and all of that, then look at that and then ask back the questions of where the person lost their job. Just say, how did you find them technically? What is it exactly that didn't work? And how did you work with them? And how did you get the most out of them? By having that conversation, not avoiding it or being just a good Samaritan, I want to hire someone who's been hurt before. Don't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying look at what it is, do your homework and see, is that is that relevant to you? Is it a better fit? Is that going to be a good way to, to go forward for both you, the person and the organisation? My interest in this is in the recruitment process. We have not really changed, and I've talked about this before, we've not really changed the way we make selections. We've certainly changed some of the tools that we use, but we haven't changed the way we make selections for filling of positions. Number one area of concern is that you are ignoring the fact that this person has been honest. Whether they've been honest in saying, yes, I had an addiction previously, or I got sacked from my, my previous job, they're being honest with you. And mm. the honesty, that characteristic is far more important than the situation that they're talking about. Mm. That they're prepared to take responsibility for their actions or what has happened to them, that they're prepared to be honest about it, knowing that this might jeopardise their chances, they're still prepared to put it up front because they don't want you to find out about it in some other way and then wonder why they didn't tell you when mm. you know full well why they wouldn't have, might not have told you in the first place. So acknowledge that there's honesty there. First of all, is that something you want in an employee or a staff member or, or a, a team member? And obviously for most places, that probably is something that you want to recognise. We talked to a guest recently about changing the recruitment process and she 
suggested that rather than look at what's on the paper, that you just have a chat with these people. Hmm. So if you had a chat with someone who said, look, I, I did have an addiction issue, I feel that it's been addressed. If you're just having a chat about anything in general, you will get a better sense of them than those words on the, on the paper. So having a chat is a good way of, of, of moving the recruitment process out of the clinical and into something that's a bit more of finding a better fit for your organisation. The other area of concern I have is that, yes, this person's been upfront and you've done all the right things, you've done all the checks, you've taken them on board and you're happy with what they're doing, but you're judging them for the most part against other people in the team. Do you know if anyone else in that team has a, a current addiction problem, mm -hmm. has a current issue that mm. is affecting their work that they're hiding? Is it something that developed whilst they were working there or did they come to you with that and you didn't know about it? So let's not make those qualifiers the deciding factors in choosing someone for a role, but let's acknowledge that we mightn't know everything, but that the one thing we do know with these people when they come to you and they put their hand up is that they're being honest. And to me, that's the biggest plus in their favour. If they can do the job, if they've got the technical skills, all of that's good, but I want someone that I know I can trust. And if someone's going to come to me and say, look, I had this problem, but I'm prepared to, to lay everything on the line. Now, I've, I've interviewed people like that. I've interviewed someone who said, before we start the conversation, I need to tell you that I'm six months out of jail. And mm. he hadn't put it on the application because he wanted to get to the interview stage. Yes. He wanted to do it face-to-face. -face. As an employer, you have to be prepared for that situation as yeah. well and to know how you're going to react because initially you react a certain way because you're, you're in this role, you're doing this activity, but there's also a personal reaction that you have and yeah. you have to work out which is the more important in that situation is my personal reaction of thinking, I'll be good, I'll, I won't let that affect me, the right one? Or is it sending up a warning signal that I need to, to talk to this person in a little bit more depth? Yes, they've been honest. Yes, they've been upfront. But do they not trust the organisation or the process that they didn't put it on paper beforehand? So mm. all of those things come into the thinking around it. But I would like us all to remember that we acknowledge and appreciate honesty and truth and that we uh, manage our emotive reactions to these sorts of situations and this second chance hiring and make sure that the decisions we're making are based on is this human the right fit for this activity. And just to add to that, sometimes it's just the culture. And guess what? One person working in a certain structure and organisation, that might be you do your job and then you only go to your boss. It's hierarchical and it's got very specific boundaries of what you can and can't do. And that might be appropriate for that organisation. But the person working there might be in a wrong fit culturally because they're more an entrepreneurial person that would do their job plus think of new ways and come up with ideas and whatnot. And that might be exactly what your organisation needs. It's a medium-sized organisation that everybody contributes. Yeah. It's nothing to do with, it's not a manufacturing line style organisation, whatever it is. It's just a different culture and you need a different person for different cultures. Nobody's right or wrong. The person working for an organisation that says, 
you come in the morning, you do this, 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 and this, and you do it this way, that might be perfect for the organization and that person. For another person, they want more. They want to be part of the whole organization. They want to come up with ideas, whether they accept it or not in the end, that's fine. But And you think, oh, that suits me. Yes, so you find out why that person got the sack from there or resigned, whatever the case may be. But would you hire them because they're completely different reasons and different fits? So, yes. How often do we see on position descriptions that must be a team player? And then the flip side of that is in getting reference checks, you talk to someone who will say, oh, well, they weren't really a team player. And my next question is, why? Why weren't they a team player? What did you expect from a team player and why did they not fit that role model? Because as Fuliana said, not everyone needs a team player. And a team player is not always that you go along with whatever the team is doing. You know, sometimes the importance in a team is to have someone who questions what everyone else is doing. And that's still being a team player, but it's not seen as being a team player because you're questioning what the team is doing. So as we have said today, just do your homework, do the background checks, but don't prejudge and bear in mind that the the human condition is to make a mistake or to not do something the right way or not do something the way that you would think it should be done. Mm. But that doesn't define us. One incident doesn't define us. That's my thoughts. That's your thoughts. So we will leave it there. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec.